Well, hey, you guys, welcome back to the Connection Point Parent Podcast. This is part of a Worldview series with Dr. Zach Breitenbach and Trey Shigley on staff at Connection Point, heading up our Worldview team here. And uh, this is part three in a Worldview series where they've been equipping the uh, seniors, the 12th graders, with what it looks like to share your faith, giving them some practical tools and more specifically, why it's so important to be an ambassador for Christ. So this is the third and final part in that particular series. And uh, guys, last time you started talking about the value of using questions in a faith conversation. So you especially talked about using questions to diagnose a person's barriers to faith in Christ. But this time you discussed other benefits of asking questions. One of those is to clarify uh, what the other person is actually saying. So, uh, Trey, do you want to tell me about that? Yeah, asking questions to clarify what someone else is saying. Uh, first of all, it's an act of just kindness. And when someone, think about it from your perspective, when someone genuinely wants to understand what you are thinking, what you are saying, and they are seeking to gain clarity in that, uh, it shows, it communicates a lot of value. Um and there's a lot of advantages of asking for clarification. One, it's engaging, draws the person in, helps you understand. That's that's the most obvious one, right? It helps you uh, make sure you understand. Because sometimes you might think you know what someone's saying, but when they're fleshing it out a little bit, uh, it, they're actually going a different direction than what you assumed. Um, so it's really helpful to uh, be not talking around each other, but actually talking um, with each other. And then... Uh, another thing that's kind of unexpected when you're asking someone to clarify something, it's helping them think through what they believe and what they think and giving them time to process. And it, it helps them kind of struggle through, OK, yeah, how do I explain this better? Um, and it, uh, added benefit is it helps you. Uh, it gives you time to think, you know, as uh, if you don't know how to respond a great way is just like asking for more clarity from them. And then that might give you more windows to, to talk and communicate. Um, it kind of relieves the tension and it might point you in directions. You might discover something that you didn't know. And it kind of points you in the way you want to take the conversation after that. So asking clarifying questions is incredibly helpful tool when having these discussions with people. It's really fantastic because I think in general, we probably struggle just with being good listeners in general, but how even more important it is when it comes to having these conversations about the faith. Um, Zach, another purpose for asking questions that you emphasize is asking people to justify their claims. Can you tell me a little bit about how that works? Yeah. So often when you're having a faith conversation with somebody uh, who doesn't hold to Christianity, they might make some kind of a, a statement, and, and a, a claim or a statement is not an argument, and that's an important thing to recognize. They they may just be giving some kind of a slogan that they, they've never really even thought about that much. They wouldn't know how to defend it. Um, they may say things like, the Bible just has all kinds of errors. It has all kinds of contradictions, or uh, almost every uh, war has been religious and religion is just toxic, which, you know, that's not even factually true. But but they'll say these kind of slogans and they've never really, it, it, Christians will hear this and they'll just kind of freeze up. They won't know what to say. But you don't really have to respond to a statement or a claim 
the burden is on the person who made the claim to back that up. And so instead of feeling, oh, oh, what do I say now? They just made this claim. Um, what What is good is to put it back on them in a nice way, in a polite way and say, uh, so how did you come to that conclusion? How did why do you think that's true? That's interesting that you would uh, say that. And there's a lot of benefits to this, right? You're not trying to embarrass them. You're not trying to stump them. But what you are trying to do is is put the burden of proof back on them, which is where it belongs. They're the one who made the statement, not you. You don't have to defend anything. You're just asking them to unpack and explain why they think that's true. And it also can really help them to, to see the weakness of their claim because maybe they've never been challenged. They've just said this many times and they, they don't even know why it, you say, um, okay, that's interesting. So you think the Bible's got all kinds of problems. What are some? And they may not even be able to come up with any. There's just a slogan that they share. So, it, it, and it can also help direct the, the discussion because depending on what they say as they try to defend their claim, that can help you realize, oh, this is a useful direction to pursue in the conversation. So there's, there's just a lot of advantages to not thinking when somebody makes a claim, I've got to defend against it. I've got to respond. Instead, be in the mindset, I want to have them justify what they just said. And that uh, there's just so many advantages of how you'll learn from where they stand on it and you'll make them think. And it's just a better approach. That really makes sense. Uh, Zach, you also talked about using leading questions to make a point of your own. So can you unpack that for us? Yeah. So uh, I really like this, again, from the, the tactics book that we talked about in the, in the previous lessons, um, where we, you use questions to make a point. Uh, so often uh, we're tempted to, to just give a long argument and go on a, a long speech um, a long monologue where I'm just going to unpack all my ideas. I've got like three points leading to a conclusion and I'm just going to go for 10 minutes and talk and talk until I've gone through all my points and defended them and, and, and just they're listening the whole time. And uh, that's usually not a good strategy. People is, uh, uh, they're going to have a hard time following everything you said. It, it doesn't draw them into the conversation. Uh, a much better way to make your points is to ask questions. So um, we talked about this this summer at R3 too, and we talked about it this past Sunday. So say you want to um, give a, an argument that God is the best explanation of the beginning of the universe. Well, you could go through this whole uh, argument, or you could just ask them questions like something like this. Do you think the universe began? And then they would say, uh, you get them to agree to that. Yeah, I think so. Um, and don't think things that begin to exist usually have a cause. Something caused it to happen. It didn't just pop out of nothing. You say, yeah, yeah, that seems to be true. And you get them to agree to that second point. And then you can say, well, uh, so something had to cause the universe then. If it began and things that begin have to be caused by something, then something had to be uh, cause the universe. So what would that thing have to be like? What do you think? And then they think, well, I mean, it would have to be pretty powerful if it created a universe. It couldn't be inside the universe to create it. It has to be something beyond the universe and beyond the physical. And, and then you can say, yeah, and isn't that starting to sound a little bit like God and that sort of thing? And so I took them down several um, claims that I want to make leading to a conclusion, but I did it with questions. And I kept them involved in the conversation so that they're not just listening to me rant for 
forever. And it gets them to agree to each step of the argument as you go. And it helps them follow it. Um, and it's just a way better uh, way of making your points is, is just to use questions and lead them through it. So do you have any final witnessing tips or strategies maybe for how someone can practice and improve when it comes to sharing their faith? Um, Trey, do you want to start with that one? Yeah, uh, there's there's so many tips we could give. And uh, a lot of these you just learn by doing it. And you're going to learn what works for you. And just through practicing, you are going to uh, get better at it. Just like when you're starting out on a sport or an instrument, you're not great right away. Um, but the more you do it, the more it's going to become more natural. Um, but the first thing I want to point out is uh, that you don't need to fear failure. If you are attempting to follow Jesus and to honor him and show his love by having a spiritual conversation with a friend, uh, that's the goal is just to be obedient to what God is leading you to do. And so don't fear failure. You do your best. And God is looking down and saying, well done, good and faithful servant. And you're going to leave the results to God. It's the Holy Spirit um, and the Holy Spirit only that can change a heart, that can draw someone to God. And he uses and works through people. But at the end of the day, um, it's uh, up to us just to be faithful and leave the results to God. So that's the first thing. Um, And then the second thing is give um, throughout this whole process and these these weeks we've been talking to our seniors about how it's important to be asking questions and you don't need to be an expert in a lot of things in order to ask questions you just have to be asking clarifying questions or um, deepening questions or uh, even things that are uh, asking people to back up their claims but at some point you do have to know something and that's where the importance of studying your bible and maybe a little bit of apologetics comes in because at some point you do have to know what you believe And you can't always ask questions. You have to be prepared to give answers. Um, What if they ask you questions? And where are you trying to lead them? And so um, that that is important as well. Questions are good, but um, you also need to know a few things about the Bible and and our faith. And then uh, the last thing I kind of want to point out is that you don't have to wait to witness until you feel like you're fully prepared. Just start talking to your friends and your family members right away. And one thing that, that I'll add as well is as far as tips for witnessing is there's there's ways you can actually practice. There's ways you can improve yourself on your own. And um, just like an athlete needs to train to get better, uh, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, so one, one tip I would say is look, uh, try to figure out the topics that you would be scared to address if somebody asked you, what would terrify you? Um, and, and sort of anticipate those topics and, and prepare for them, right? So think about like maybe the top three questions that you know you can't answer and you wouldn't want someone to ask you and, and, and become an expert on those. Really look into that and, and take a weakness, make it a strength to where it's like, now I hope they ask me about this because I got all kinds of things that I would say about it. Also, um, just like an athlete watches tape after, say, a football game to, to see what they did well and what they, they did poorly, um, reflect back on your conversations that you had and think about what did I do uh, that uh, was good? What did I do that, that maybe could have been better? Um, what do I need to brush up on? And uh, maybe even ask somebody else that observed your conversation to give you feedback. 
and just just uh, learn in that way. And also, uh, and this is something I personally really like to do because I'm a I'm a very verbal processor is to practice out loud, um, talk through certain things that you would have a hard time explaining to somebody something that scares you that makes you intimidated to want to talk about your faith um and and i think a great thing to do is watch religious debates online maybe a christian debating a muslim maybe you have a muslim friend and you're like wow what what would i say if i get into a conversation uh, about this and, and just sort of watch the video uh, of an academic debate and, and pause it at certain times where the muslim persons make certain claims and, and you pause it and you're like, what would I say? Before I listen to what the Christian says here, what what would I say to that? And that really helps you think through things and uh, practice. Uh, and we, we did uh, role play as well this, this past Sunday, and, and that's another thing you can do with your friends. Get a Christian friend, have them play the role of an unbeliever, and just practice in a safe environment before you're sort of out there trying to do this with somebody who's, who really is an unbeliever and, and, and sort of role play. And we did this with the students where I took on a couple different personas and had them practice just asking me questions and trying to figure out what do I believe, why am I not a Christian, um, and have them get the experience of kind of going through this conversation. And, and I would uh, encourage anyone to do that with a friend. I think that's very helpful. That's so great because that's that's the truth. There's so many different beliefs, you know. So to say someone's a non-believer could mean a dozen different things. So to zero in on that and kind of practice and train to get better at addressing these different spectrum of things would, you know, be really really key. Um, Trey, as you wrapped up the lesson, uh, you, you talked about the value of sharing your testimony, your own story. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I, I think being able to share your own testimony is such an important part of being an ambassador and being a witness for Jesus. Uh, there's a story in the Gospels where Jesus heals a blind man on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees and religious leaders, they're all freaking out, and they bring this man in for questioning, and they're interrogating him, and they're trying to figure out, like, is Jesus a prophet? And they're asking this man, what do you think? Do you think he's a prophet? And this man, he's not an expert in the law. You know, he's, he's no theologian. Uh, he's not really able to answer that question. He says, you know, whether he's a prophet, I do not know. But one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. And he's not an expert in the law. He's not an expert in theology, but he, he is an expert in his own story. And he's able to share what Jesus did for him personally. And that's the power of a testimony is uh, you can have conversations with people talking about the truths of scripture and theology, and those are all really good. But you can also talk about your own story. What has God done for you? How have you experienced him? What benefits have you received from him? And your testimony can be about how you started following Jesus, but it can also be just about a time you've seen God move in your life. And uh, sharing that with fellow believers can be really encouraging for other believers listening, but sharing that with a non-believer can give them a perspective. Like it makes it go from a theological realm to a practical realm. Oh, this is real life for you. This is, you really believe this. You really live this out. You really think you've experienced God, seen God, heard from him, uh, been saved, set free, whatever that is. Um, so we encourage students to even write down their testimony 
from a time in their life, maybe when they got saved or when they've seen God move, just a little bit of, hey, what was it like before God moved? How did he move? And how did that change you? What was life like after, you know? Um, and then we had them pair up and share their testimonies with each other. So four minutes straight, one student shared with their partner, and then we had them switch and the other student shared. And that's so valuable because um, when you're able to talk about what God has done in your life personally, uh, that really brings it home, makes it real. And that really is the motivation um, for why we share our faith in the first place, because of what God's done for us. If God hasn't done, um, hasn't moved in our life, we wouldn't know him. And then we wouldn't be in love with him and we wouldn't have this motivation for other people to know him. So it all comes back to how we've experienced God. And so sharing your testimony is such a great um, add-on to the uh, role of being an ambassador and being a witness to others. It can, it can be a powerful experience. And so that's what we encouraged um, our students to do and uh, for all Christians to do, be sharing their testimony more because it's an encouragement to believers and it is uh, an actual source of evidence and it's compelling to unbelievers. Well, thanks so much, you guys. This has been such a great, helpful series. This is such a powerful resource, too, because um, if you're a parent and you're wanting to know what your student's been learning, then you can kind of get caught up to speed just by listening to this summary, be able to dialogue a little bit more with your student about what they've been learning. Also, probably as parents, pick up a lot of useful stuff that maybe you didn't know yourself, and that's that's always helpful. Even if you're a student and maybe just missed a particular weekend, then this is a good resource to double back. So kind of regardless of where you find this resource or what need that you had in the first place, um, pass the word along because this can be a a great resource to other parents you know or other students that you know. And um, if you've got more questions about Connection Point Church, then you can go to cp.news and get information online there. So God bless you. Thanks so much for listening in. Zach, Trey, thanks a ton. We'll be back for more resources before you know it.